You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. We are back for another episode of the podcast, and it feels like we are starting to gather a little bit of momentum. I know we had a break over the summer where we were kind of recording sporadically, but I feel like we're getting back into the swing of things. And maybe it's because it's starting to feel not that the worst is over. It's certainly We can certainly go lower from here, uh, but that we've kind of settled in and there might be some light at the end of the tunnel here as we get closer to kind of more important uh, data points as we roll forward, right? We already had the CPI report here just recently. Uh, we're in earnings season right now. Seems to be going better than expected. Netflix just reported this afternoon. So that's helpful. And uh, coming forward, we've got the FOMC meeting in the beginning of November. Then, of course, the election and so on. And in midterm election year, that can be good for stocks. But today we're not talking about stocks, right? I, I, the The Obsession is always what is the stock market doing? What does the future hold for stocks? What you know, which category of stocks is going to be doing well? How do we get defensive stocks or dividend paying stocks? The 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 fact of the matter is that this year has been rough for stocks, but it has been even worse, it feels, for bonds. And I think one of the ways that we can look at this is comparing this rough patch for stock for bonds with rough patches that we've had for stocks. So let's go back 20 something years to back to um, the start of the 2000s because the start of the 2000s was a rough time for stock investors. The dot-com bubble burst and that saw equity prices fall nearly 50% from their peak. And then it took the better part of the decade to recover from those losses. And like always, when it comes to stock downturns, it took patience, but the equity market finally, eventually did recover. Now we're faced with the core bond index. We'll just, we'll say, we'll call the bond, it's defined by the, as the Bloomberg aggregate bond index. We'll just call it the bond index from here on out. And the bond index is seeing losses unlike any year it's had since the inception of the bond index. Core bonds are down nearly 16% this year. And the 2022 losses have wiped out five years of gains for the index. So with this decade of low interest rates seemingly at an end here, bond market investors are finding themselves in a similar position to stock investors from the early 2000s. Now, there's one difference here, and it's not that we've got a lost decade for bonds just like we had a lost decade for stocks. The one difference here is that within fixed income markets, because bonds aren't only financial instruments, but also a loan, really. I mean, specifically, bonds are financial obligations that pay interest and return principal payments on maturity. So that's a loan, right? or a type of loan. So the potential for recovery in bonds is a bit more certain than it is with equity markets, uh, which and equity markets really rely primarily on price appreciation. The value of the asset needs to move higher. And there's there's a little bit more cooking here with the bonds. So this begs the question then, 
If we're more certain that bonds will recover, how long is it going to take to recover these losses for bonds? And in the show notes, I'll link to one of the LPL financial tables that shows some expectations for various fixed, in fixed income returns uh, under different interest rate scenarios. But what you'll see in the table is that if interest rates don't change at all, the best expectation for performance over the next year would be the index's starting yield, which is 5%, five, the 5% five, uh, 5 interest. But if interest rates decline by only half of a percent over the next 12 months, the bond index could return more than 9% over the next 12 months. Moreover, if interest rates move back into the low threes, the core bond index could return around 12% over the next year. That would be a 1% drop in, in interest rates, which it sounds crazy because rates are moving higher, but if we find ourselves in a recession here in the next 12 months, I think the reality is that the Federal Reserve would be eyeing decreases in interest rates, and we'd probably see it in treasuries as well. So there is this path, this possibility that rates would come down. And importantly, given where starting yields are, if in interest rates increase by another 1% from current levels, only the Bloomberg Treasury Index is expected to generate further negative returns. Well, from here, we can still, even if rates move higher, you can still get positive returns out of the bond index. Uh, so it, it, this, this almost suggests that this could be bottom here. If rates go up, you get a, re a positive return from the bond index. If rates go down, you get a great return from the bond index. Sounds like a heads I win, tails I win kind of situation here. And given the move higher in yields that we've already experienced this year, the, the risk reward for owning core bonds has really, really improved. And I know it's tempting to hide out in cash or other sort of short-term financial instruments, but I really think the potential for price appreciation within core fixed income could really help offset the earlier losses faster than collecting income alone from just some ultra conservative kind of an investment. Now, there's no doubt that this year has been a challenging one for bond investors, but really, I think the bottom line here is we are starting, as far as bonds are concerned, to think that the worst is behind us. And like the equity markets at the beginning of the 2000s, it's gonna take some patience to fully recover this year's losses. But I think the best way to do that is to stay invested so that you don't miss out on the recovery in the fixed income markets that is eventually going to occur. I'm going to make this a short one this week. I hope this you found this interesting because I know we talk and talk and talk about stocks when in reality, many of you listening have some element of bonds in your portfolio that have performed almost as badly, if not worse than some of the stock positions that you have in your portfolio. And now is not the time to give up on those bonds either. If you have questions about the bonds in your portfolio, or you want to talk to one of the advisors here, you can email us at info at Ford FG. My name is Brian Ullman. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. 
The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.